Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. Hey, New City. It's John Carlos here, uh, live from Quito, Ecuador. We are literally 14,000 feet above sea level. Fabo and I have been here in Ecuador for the past month. Uh, it has been such a blessing. Um, Fabo has returned to Ecuador after five years of not being able to return. He was able, we were able to see his family, um, his brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles. Uh, it's been an amazing trip. But today, I, uh, I want to take you to church. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about this brand new year. I want to wish you a happy new year. Uh, I hope that this year uh, is, is, is a blessing to you and to your family. Um, I want to talk to you about goals. I want to talk to you about gratitude. And ultimately, what we're going to discover today is that joy does not rise to the level of good in our lives. It rises to the level of gratitude. Joy does not rise to the level of good in our lives. Joy rises to the level of gratitude. Uh, so uh, we just celebrated uh, 2022 here in Quito, Ecuador. It was super awesome because in Ecuador, um, you don't just celebrate the new year. Uh, you actually celebrate the old year more. Uh, in Ecuador, it's not Año Nuevo that's celebrated mostly. It's actually Año Viejo. Uh, and Ecuador has a very unique tradition, even among other Latin American countries, um, to celebrate uh, the passing of of this old year, 2021, and the introduction of a new year. Uh, and there's really three simple steps with this uh, tradition. Um, first, you make a monigote. Now, a monigote is something that represents you, something that represents this past year, 2021, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, the, the, the moments of success, the moments of, of, of despair and discouragement, all of it. 2021. You make something that represents 2021 um, out of paper, usually. Step two is you gather your friends and family. Um, and, and, and step three is on the stroke of midnight, you set your monigote on fire, right? And so this tradition is actually about letting go of 2021 so you can receive 2022. Um, this tradition is about is about an understanding that some of the best things that are going to happen in 22 can't happen until we let go of some of the things in 2021. And so this year, I finally got the chance to, to get a money go to. I didn't have uh, the, the resources or know how to make one, um, but you can actually go uh, to any, any local market and there are local artists that make these beautiful, beautiful money go to. And what's cool is that they're not just... Uh, it's not just like a, uh, a replica of you. You can actually, there's, there's uh, movie uh, characters and video game characters. There's Spider-Man and Squid Game characters. And, and you, you get one that represents 2021. And so for me, uh, I, what you'll see on the screen as well is uh, I got Crash Bandicoot. Now, maybe you're not a video game player, so I will give you a quick introduction. So Crash um, is a video game character from the 90s. It's like uh, when Nintendo wanted to make Mario, Sony made Crash. It was like their platformer, right? And, and the thing you need to know about Crash, he's like a bandicoot that runs around getting gems and fruit and tries to save the world by beating an evil scientist, right? Like your classic video game. But uh, why I chose Crash is because Crash has a couple characteristics that I want to leave behind 
in 2021. First thing is that Crash is always running. Crash is always running. Like the entire game is just running, running, running to get fruit and gems, right? If you get the iPhone version, it's just it's just a running game, right? It's it's Crash is always running. He he doesn't rest, he doesn't stop. Crash is always running. Second thing about Crash is that Crash um has to be perfect to win, right? So like the entire game is very unforgiving, right? So you have to jump on the right platform at the right time unless you die. Uh you have to jump on the right platform at the right time, at the right second. Otherwise, you fall to the very bottom and you have to repeat the last 10 minutes of gameplay, right? It's a very unforgiving game. And even when you win, uh, even when you get to the end of the level, uh, uh, you're supposed to collect boxes. It doesn't just tell you you collected 10 boxes. Uh, the video game literally tells you you missed 37 boxes. And then every single box that you miss crashes on top of crash to remind you of what you didn't get. It, it, it rewards perfection and it discourages imperfection. Crash is also always trying to save the world. Like, like there isn't like a, like a fun mission. It's always Crash is always trying to save the world. Crash is always trying to fight some evil villain. Um, and 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 Crash has lots of lives, right? Like Crash can literally crash into. That's why he's called Crash. Like you can, he can do anything to his body. Right? He can explode. He can fall off a cliff. He can get stabbed. Right? Like he has all these lives, so he doesn't have to really think about his body very much because he can just keep going. And when I look about, when I think about Crash, I think about me. I think about the ways I'm always running. I think about the ways that I always try to be perfect and I, I, I suffer when I'm imperfect. I think about the ways I'm always trying to save the world and everything is always life and death. I think about the ways I'm, I'm uh, fighting evil villains. I think about the ways that I, um, I, I don't even think sometimes about my body. Sometimes I, I get hurt and I'm like, how did, that, how did that scar even get there? Because I'm not even uh, connected to my body. See, Crash for me represents 2021. And for us to step into 2022, we have to let go of some things. So here's the problem. Sometimes my focus on making my life better is making my life worse. Sometimes our pursuit of happiness is making us unhappy. Sometimes my ability to set more goals and desire more self-improvement and, and want to accomplish more things and create more resolutions and lose more weight and get more healthy and get a promotion or get that job or get that relationship. Sometimes our very focus on making our lives better is making our lives worse. <laughs> right? Philosophers for a long, long time have said that uh, happiness is, is not something that we can pursue directly. It's actually the product, the, 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 uh, the, the effect of something else, the result of something else. If we pursue happiness on its own, we <laughs> become more unhappy, right? Because there's these two big levels. There's a level of good in your life, right? And all our culture wants to do is increase the level of good, right? To get that better job, to get that relationship, to get married, right? To get that house, right? We think if we could just increase the level of good in our lives, then we would be happy, right? But our very focus on increasing the level of good in our lives is making us miserable, 
you see there's these two levels, right? There's the level of good, right? And there's a couple of issues with trying to increase the level of good in your life. The first is uh, you're not fully in control of the level of good in your life, right? I remember in 2020, I gave a message at the beginning of the year. It was all about the God of disruption, talking about how life is full of disruption and how God uses disruption in our life. And three months later, the world shut down. Three months later, we went into a pandemic. And I remember entering that pandemic and thinking, wow, maybe we might be out of the office for like a month. I don't know if you're looking at your watch, but it's been two years, right? We, we're not fully in control of the level of good in our lives. Um, and yet sometimes there's blame. Sometimes there's shame. Sometimes there's guilt over things that are happening in our lives that we can't control. Um, if you're unemployed right now, that's not a statement about you. If you're sick right now, that's not a statement about you. If you are struggling right now with depression and anxiety, that's not a statement about you. There are things in our lives that are actually out of our control. And so when we measure our joy, when we, when we measure our focus on the level of good in our lives, what we find is that sometimes we're unhappy and, and, and we feel guilty for things we have no control over. The reality is that I, um, I don't know how this year is going to go for you. I don't know how this year is going to go for me. Um, I remember when I went to a large church uh, in the South, and I remember it was the year 2015. It was a New Year's Day service, and the pastor told the crowd and told me that this was going to be the best year of my life. But objectively, 20, 2015 was the worst year of my life. So many things fell apart. So many things did not work out. So many um, things ultimately were, were traumatic for me. I don't know how this year is going to turn out for you. But the good news is that joy doesn't actually rise to the level of good in your life. Joy rises to the level of gratitude. There are things that we do, our focus on making our lives better, our focus on running and running and running, our focus on being perfect and perfect and perfect, our, our focus on, on saving the world and not resting, our focus on, on not, not caring our, bo our bodies because our lives are just means to a goal, means to an end, right? Our, our, our deferment of joy that we, we're not happy now, but once we get into that relationship, we'll be happy. Once we get into that job, we'll be happy. Our deferment of joy, all these things that are so normal, that are so daily, that are so ingrained in our culture are making us miserable. And Jesus is inviting us into joy because one of the things you have to know about Jesus is that Jesus is after your joy. Jesus is after your joy. Jesus has an agenda. He has an interest. He has a goal. And it's your joy, right? It's not your career. Um, it's not even sometimes your relationships or uh, your income or your star. Those, those things are secondary things toward the goal that God has of your joy. Um, and so we're, gonna be, we're looking at joy and we're looking at uh, the book of James. And we're looking at a passage that says that every good and perfect gift comes from above 
comes from God, who is the father of lights, right? Comes from God, who is the mother of lights, right? This, this, this parent, this heavenly parent. Um, and one of the things that this passage says is that, uh, that God is light and God, God doesn't change or shift like the shadows. Um, we can depend on God. We can trust God. And, and today I want to talk to you not about how to make this year better. Because I don't know if it will be better. Have you thought maybe it will be worse? Have you thought maybe it will be the same? I have no control over that. I can't promise you that this year will be better. And you can't promise this year will be better. I can't control that meter of the level of good in your life. But you have total control over the level of gratitude in your life. And that's what I want to look at today. I want to look at gratitude. Because you could spend the rest of this year trying to make your life 20% better. Well, you could spend this year being 80%, 100% more grateful. And that's what joy moves up and down on. Not the level of good. And I'm here in Ecuador. And I know, I, I, I want to I be, be cognizant. I'm looking at volcanoes. You know, I'm surrounded by mountains and volcanoes. I, the level of good in my life is pretty good right now, right? But what I want you to know is that joy actually... Uh, has nothing to do with 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 how good things are going in your life. Um, there are people here in this park who are walking around who are miserable because there's a cloud that is over the volcano that they wanted to look at, and now they can't see that volcano, and now they can't be happy. Like joy, trust me, joy, joy is connected to something else, and we're gonna look at what joy is connected to gratitude. So before we get going, let's talk about what gratitude is. What is gratitude? I want to define gratitude for our time today. Gratitude is an acknowledgement of where it comes from. Gratitude is an acknowledgement of where it comes from, right? And so when we say thank you to God, when we say thank you to people, when we say thank you for the, the, the beautiful things in our lives, what we're actually doing is we're acknowledging where it comes from. And in this acknowledgement, in this, in this action, in this practice, something changes in us, in our biochemistry, in our, uh, in, 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 in our very essence. When we acknowledge where something comes from, um, something changes in us. And so we're looking at this passage, we're finding out that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And, and the beauty of this is that when we acknowledge that these mountains are gifts from God, when we acknowledge that these opportunities are gifts from God, when we acknowledge that the, the, the good things that we have in our lives are gifts from people, when we acknowledge that the good things we have in our lives are because that other people have believed in us, encouraged us, supported us, guided us, helped us. When we acknowledge where it comes from, when we acknowledge where it comes through, something happens in us called joy. When we name and notice the ways that God has been good to us, when we name and notice the ways people have been good to us, and we acknowledge that it actually didn't come from us, we didn't have to earn it. We didn't have to work for it. We just receive it. It didn't have to be that good. It didn't have to be that true. It didn't have to be that beautiful. When we acknowledge the source 
of goodness. We experience the joy of that very goodness. And so there's this act, I mean, it, it, it changes everything, really. Because when, when you think it's just you, and you think it's just you, then you have to hustle, then you have to run, then you have to be perfect. When you think it's just you, then you have to save the world. And that's exhausting. That's tiresome. And if it's just you, if it's just you, then, then you have to run faster then, then, then the people around you who are doing things, they're not now just people, now they're threats, now they're competition. When it's just you, right? Even when you get something beautiful, you earned it. It's just, you kind of, it's what you expected, right? These, there are things, there are mindsets that actually kill joy, whether that be entitlement, whether that be shame, thinking that you're not worthy of it. No, the gift says that you are worthy of it. The gift says that I love you. You see, gratitude has this way of transforming mountains and job opportunities and beautiful relationships from just things that happen in our lives to acts of love, to gifts. So I'm here in Ecuador, and I literally drove through the clouds, and I don't just see that as a like physiological, like a physical, like event. I see that as a gift. I see that as evidence that God loves me, right? So that's not just a tree right there. That's evidence that God loves me. Gratitude acknowledges that tree didn't just get there. I acknowledge that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Gratitude. It's an acknowledgement of where it comes from. Gratitude is also an acknowledgement of where it comes through. It's everything comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. But you know what? Good things come from you. Good things come from your relationships. Good things come from your friends and your family in this community, right? It's not just, oh, it, it's all God. No, no, it, it is all God. But it's also God through you. It's also God through your neighbor. It's also God through your team, to your supervisor, and so when we're grateful, we're not just grateful for God, we're grateful for whom God uses, right? God uses God, God's ability to provide good for our life. It's not just one channel. All the channels in your life, God is using, conspiring for your joy. Um, and so it's important that we're not just grateful to God, but we're grateful to all the people, uh, to all the, to all the relationships, friends, family who have loved and supported us. Uh, what are you grateful for? Um, we also have to talk about what gratitude is not. Gratitude is not toxic positivity. Um, it's not acting like everything's good when things are not good. It's noticing when things are good. <laughs> it's, it's being able to say that good thing is actually a gift. And I'm going to notice all the good things. It's a, you still got to notice the bad things too. You still got to suffer and mourn and process and heal. Uh, that, this message won't remove those things from your life. It's not that you need to choose gratitude over crying and mourning. No, no, no. Those are other experiences of being alive. No, gratitude is an ability. If we're going to suffer... It's an ability, if we're going to deal with difficult things, why can't we thank God and thank others for the good we do experience? It's not a negation of the bad things. It's an acknowledgement of where the good things come from. And when we realize that it's not us, it's not just you 
wrestling. It's not just you being strong. That, 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 that is the reason why there's good things in your life, but that God loves you and that other people love you and that you're surrounded by love, that produces joy. Still like acknowledge when bad things happen, we can still mourn and process it. We can still cry, we can still suffer. <laughs> Gratitude doesn't remove that, but if we are going to suffer, why not also thank God that, there are, uh, that we're surrounded with good things? Right? Gratitude is not toxic positivity. Gratitude is also not primarily an emotion. It is a practice. It is an acknowledgement. It is an action. Right? So if you're struggling with depression, you can be grateful because it's not a feeling. It's an acknowledgement of where it comes from. It's an acknowledgement of where it comes through. You, even in your depression, can be grateful. And, and, and that, that, that practice is yours. Own that practice. It's yours. Don't let really happy, neurotypical people take that away from you. That practice is yours, right? Sometimes we think happiness is going to come from that new book or that new talk by Dr. Brené Brown. Like, those are all good things, but you see, gratitude isn't a new thing. It's actually an ancient practice that is yours as a birthright. So if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with bipolar, if you're struggling with mental health, I want you to know that gratitude is yours too. You can acknowledge where it comes from. You can acknowledge where it comes through. And when you do that enough times, what you start to experience is joy. What you start to experience is, an, is a sense that I'm actually loved. That, that, that these are not just random things that happen to me, but they're actually gifts from God. These aren't just random things that happen to me. They're actually good people that I'm surrounded by. These aren't just happenstance, coincidence, normal, standard things that happen to me. No, I'm actually surrounded by people that love me, right? And when you start seeing the world through the eyes of gratitude, not only is your life filled with joy, but it's surrounded by love. Everything becomes an act of love when you acknowledge where it comes from. So when we look at this passage, it tells us where it comes from, but it also tells us who God is. That God is a God of light, that God is a mother, that God is a parent who's looking out for us, who's conspiring for our joy. But one of the interesting things here is this, God doesn't shift. God doesn't change. So when we acknowledge where it comes from, we're also acknowledging that God doesn't change. So if God was good before, guess what? God will be good again. When we're grateful, we have hope, not only for now, but for our, our future. So what does this gratitude actually look like in your life? Well, there's a, a lot of ways that we can be grateful. There's a lot of ways that we can acknowledge where it comes from, the source, right? Whether that be God, ultimately, whether that be people, whether that be communities, whether that be organizations, um, but actually practicing this daily gratitude. So for me, what I like to do is, I like to say thank you in my head when I see something good. Thank you, God, that it's a beautiful day. Thank you, God, that we have the resources to be able to take time off work. Thank you, God, that um, I have a mom who loves me and accepts me um, as a queer man in a country where a lot of moms don't. Thank you, God, that I can come with my husband to his home country. There's good around you. Um, that's not a negation of the bad that you may experience. Those things are still bad. 
I I hate when we go to Thanksgiving dinners or uh, Christmas holiday things with family or uh, church events. Everyone has to act like everything is good all the time. No, 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 no. That's not what it's about. It's about, it's not about eliminating the bad. It's about noticing and naming the good and acknowledging that it's actually a gift. It actually comes from God who loves you, right? Like I, one of the ways that I healed from the shame of homophobia was realizing that God has been blessing me and with me for so much time. Like even now, God is blessing me and with me and providing for me and showing up. And every time I say thank you to God being good to me now, I'm also saying no to homophobia because I'm acknowledging that this good thing I have comes from God because he loves and accepts me. The more you say thank you, the more you experience joy. Um, some people like journaling. I, I've been journaling now every morning. How are you thankful, right? So worship, what is worship? Why are we singing? Here's, here's a little pro tip. God doesn't need to be told how awesome God is. God doesn't need to be reminded. God knows. God doesn't have any insecurity complex. We do not worship because God needs people to sing songs to him. We worship because we remember who God is. We acknowledge where it comes from. Worship is for us. If you start looking at the Bible, not as things God needs, but as things that humans need to, to be able to, why did we do all those sacrifices in the Old Testament? Is it because God can't forgive us? Or is it because we needed something to see to realize that we were forgiving? See, rituals, all these things are just practices to prepare, posture, position our bodies and our souls to acknowledge where it comes from. Do you know where it comes from? Do you know where it comes through? Are you regularly acknowledging the ways God is good to you, the ways other people are good to you, the ways uh, your life is full of, of blessing? Gratitude is not about removing the negative. But if we're going to live a life that at times is suffering, if we're going to live a life that at times is difficulty, don't you and I deserve to say thank you? Don't you and I deserve to acknowledge where it comes from? Don't you and I, as a birthright, have the practice of gratitude? I believe we do. I believe, uh, I believe that gratitude is ultimately what creates joy in our lives. Joy doesn't rise to the level of good in our lives. We, we have so many good things in our lives. I'm here in Ecuador and I'm, I'm learning that for some people, their monthly income is $200. What's your monthly income? But what I want you to acknowledge by just that statement is that you making more money it doesn't make you more happy. And also, I want you to know that me telling you that you should be more happy by you making more money also doesn't make you more happy. Some of the most miserable human emotions come from thinking we should feel something other than what we're currently feeling. Like you get a promotion and you feel okay and people are like, oh, you must be feeling awesome and you don't necessarily feel awesome or you're at a holiday and you should feel amazing but you don't feel amazing and then that feeling of shame that you should feel something no no worry about that again gratitude is not an emotion 
a feeling. Gratitude is an action and a practice that you and I can, can participate in. And so what we realize is that joy doesn't actually, joy isn't actually connected to the level of good in our lives. Joy is connected to our level of gratitude. Yeah, this year, you can make it about more goals, more resolutions, more habits, more opportunities. Sure, go do that. But if those things are going to change the focus from how good your life already is to how much is missing, you're going to be miserable. But if instead you say, instead of increasing the level of good in my life, I'm going to increase my level of gratitude. And you could, you could be, you could be twice as happy. Uh, even if the level of good in your life stays the same or goes down because you and I may not have full control over what happens this year, but you and I have full control of our gratitude. So may you and I say thank you to the ways God is good to us. May you and I say thank you for our community. Like there isn't a community like what we have in New City that I found. Uh, I'm sure there are other churches and other spaces that are doing great work in other places, but literally, literally, I'm here in a country where a queer church led by POC people is unheard of. You are part of something amazing. So say thank you. Thank you to the people in our communities. Thank you to the people in our lives. Thank you to the people and the ways God has been good to you. Because joy does not rise to the level of good in your life. Joy rises to the level of gratitude that you have. Amen.